Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 242. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Bringing all awareness to this now moment. Scan the body and the mind for any tension. Give all worries and concerns to God the I Am. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I send you all love, and I hope you're feeling good, feeling God. On earth we have a very popular saying that is the evidence of our confusion. And that saying is, kill the ego. Ego, by definition, is anything that creates the illusion of separation. So for a humanoid to think the ego is not itself, and to intend to create a gap between itself and the ego, that is the epitome of ego. That's ego in action, the idea of killing it, saying, I don't want to identify with this thing that I cannot accept about self. All things are self. So we do speak of the idea of healing the ego. I'm not sure if we have recorded an episode about it, but it is always good to refer to concepts and ideas for the purpose of simplification. So as I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak about the idea of healing the ego. And although we are intending to keep it very simple, we do want to offer some points of focus that might support us in that intention to heal the ego. Please don't kill the ego. It wants to be integrated and utilized so you can be whole. If we kill the ego, there will be an aspect of self that you are missing. And that idea in itself is a distortion. You are the all, experiencing itself individually. So for that, we want to be able to reinterpret those things about self that we do not yet accept or like. And with that reinterpretation, we can then see the value in those things about self we didn't like. We can see how it served us, how it's working for us. We cannot do that if we are intending to kill it off. So please do not kill the ego. Heal the ego. And we will discuss a process that might support us in doing that. Yes. Deep breath. 
as it is always our intention to simplify all things. We do want to leave this episode with the idea that the ego is our amigo. We do want to keep it fun and lighthearted as this topic can be rather serious and even leading us into the idea of doing shadow work. There's an Eastern philosophy that says, sit down and have tea with your shadow. That might also be saying, befriend the ego, get to know it, so that it is no longer the idea of an attack, so we no longer demonize that aspect of self. So as we are speaking about healing the ego, we will begin with the first point of focus that is awareness. The first step to healing the ego might be becoming aware of its presence. This might mean recognizing when our ego is acting up. When does the ego act up? When it feels threatened? When it feels insecure? When it feels the need to be right? When it is creating a gap between us and another, meaning when we are being self-righteous and thinking we are better than someone else? The idea of inferiority or superiority over self or another? So in that first space of awareness of ego, only you know when it is being hyperactive. And if we simplify ego's job, it is to keep us safe. And in this phase of development, information overload, the ego is working hand in hand with the tool that is discernment. When we are lining up with data or circumstances and situations that don't feel so good, it will cause the ego to feel threatened and its first instinct is to separate ourself from the threat. But the ego is catching up to speed, to the knowingness that we are one, and that we can only deal with and interact with energy we are in resonance with. So in that space of awareness, we need to keep ourselves in check. Some ways that I like to do that as your brother is I like to clean my bathroom, <laughs> to scrub my toilet. I like to do laundry and do the dishes. It reminds me that absolutely I am not of this world, but I'm in it. I'm in it and I must abide by the perimeters here, meaning the laws of physics and being humanoid. No matter how deep into this work I might get, I still need to clean my bathroom. <laughs> no matter how many followers or how many supporters that align with Osiel's teachings, me, Robin, the facilitator of those teachings, still needs to do my laundry. So there are many ways that you can keep your ego in check. And again, that's just an example. It really humbles me to remember we all need to clean our bathroom. We all need to do laundry. If you have fur babies, you need to clean a litter box. 
you need to pick up your dog's poop, and so on and so on. Another way to keep the ego in check is to remember Earth is tough for everyone. We never know what another brother or sister is going through, but we can refer to our own prior experiences when life was hard, when we got knocked down. So please know, although it is a safety mechanism, the idea of feeling threatened. It can accidentally be perpetuating separation. So if you are in a situation or circumstance where you are dealing with another that is sometimes an antagonist in your life and making life difficult, please know only hurt people hurt people. And if we can get in that knowingness, we will not take it as a threat when the ego is feeling threatened. We can assure the ego all is well because we're all on this journey together. No one knows what to do here, and we're all trying our best to figure it out. Furthermore, the idea of being triggered or stimulated by another, we have to remember they can only bring up in us what was already there. That saying is so true. I am not what you think I am. You are what you think I am, because people can only show up the way we think them to be. So please know, try our best as I am practicing with you. Try our best to remember that everyone is you pushed out, as our brother Neville would say. And you're only ever able to interact with a situation, person, or circumstance that is matching you, because like attracts like. And from this perspective, it's not very wise to try to create a vibrational gap between us and another, because in the most loving way, they are doing us a favor. We are being gifted a service to be able to reflect upon those inner conflicts that we are now experiencing in the outpictured world, sometimes through another. So the first step of healing the ego might be awareness of it, to know when we are triggered, to know when it feels threatened, when you feel like you have to be right. In that space, we want to try to remember two things can be true. Both things can be true. We're all trying to figure it out together, and as the individual experience would have it, everyone is technically living in their own reality. So that's the first step to healing the ego, to become aware of it. The second step to healing the ego might be compassion. We say might be because these are ideas that we are offered as a support, but we don't need to utilize it, and we can absolutely explore and discover our own processes to healing the ego. So we offer these ideas as a very general idea and a support system. 
but you are absolutely sovereign and able to create your own process. Second step to healing the ego, compassion. This might be a big one. Why? Because we are demonizing the ego and punishing it for a job it was created to do. That's like getting mad at the cat for meowing. Getting mad at the dog for barking. Getting mad at the tree for dying and then coming back to life. The ego is doing what it was built to do. And it is not its fault that we are misunderstanding the function that it was designed for. So in the idea of having compassion, this would suggest that instead of trying to kill or suppress the ego, we want to approach it with compassion, understanding that the ego is part of us. It has its own fears and its own insecurities. It's the interpreter of the five sensorial realm. It was built to withstand the harsh conditions of earth. But in the idea, it does come with insecurities and fears because its job is to keep us safe, to notice where the attack or the threat might be residing and try to keep us from that experience. So we are trying to assure the ego we are safe because we are only ever able to deal with ourselves. So instead of demonizing the ego, we want to treat it like a wounded friend. Treat it like a wounded partner or a child that's in need of understanding and support. The last thing that we should be doing is trying to kill the ego because it's already under pressure. It's already the aspect of self that is withstanding the harsh conditions of earth. You know that aspect of self that we refer to often that resides in God perfect and untouched? The ego cannot reside there because its job is to support us in the individualized experience. So the ego can be hurt. Does it not hurt when you touch fire? Does it not hurt or sting when you and your loved one or partner break up or fight? That's the five sensorial aspect of self that experiences that pain. It does hurt. It does hurt. The body, the five senses. So we want to be more compassionate and patient with that tool that we sometimes get upset with. How do we do this? We want to discover a way that resonates with self, meaning there's not one right way. But if we simplify the idea, this would be to say, let the child play. How many times were you told to behave or to be quiet as a child when you were just playing? Stop running. Don't jump on the couch. Don't get dirty. Eat this. You don't eat that. Don't put that in your mouth. Right? We are used to the idea of reprimanding 
the aspect of self that came here to experience Earth. So again, if we keep it simple, the second step of healing the ego would be to have compassion and to interact with it as an ailed patient, someone that is coming into divine and perfect health because for so long it has been under the impression we are under attack. And it has been experiencing this attack coming from the individual perspective, meaning whatever situation or circumstance you've been in, in past, the ego five senses in its brilliance designed to refer to prior experiences has evidence of being hurt before. But as you, the aspect of self that is Christ, coming into your capacity to be reborn is now catching up to speed with the ability to reinterpret those attacks. We need to be patient as ego is catching up to speed with us. And where are we? Sitting next to God, perfect and untouched. The ego does not know that. It can't know that. As it was designed to experience this illusion of separation the gift of individuality. So where are you too hard on yourself? Please know that this one is very triggering for me as your brother as I am extremely hard on myself. I don't let myself play. I do take things way too serious. Right, the aspect of self that is fun and lighthearted is my creativity to dance and feel good, roll around in the grass. I don't do that enough. I don't let myself play enough. And all myself wants to do, that subconscious self, the inner child, is play. But me as the adult, the five sensorial version of that self, the ego, is telling it, behave. Oh, people are going to judge you. They're going to laugh at you. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You better do your eyebrows. You better fix your hair. You better, you better, right? Holding myself to expectations that are unnecessary. So only you know where you're too hard on yourself. And only you know where you can be more compassionate with yourself as that ego version of you is healing. It's coming into alignment. Give yourself a hug. Tell yourself I love you. See what that feels like instead of reprimanding yourself. Feel that difference and you'll know which one feels better. Yes. deep breath. The third step in healing the ego might be the most important, which is why we did not begin with this step as we would need preparation in order to complete this third step successfully. Complete is not the correct word as this process, this third step in the process is never ending, and that is self-reflection. Taking time to reflect on underlining beliefs, patterns, our core beliefs. To 
gain a deeper understanding in regards to cycles. We always have the opportunity to repeat or evolve, to be reborn. And by examining our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, we can gain a deeper insight. We will begin to understand the root causes of our ego's need for validation or control or to be right. This is what we refer to when we speak about seeing the value in the negative experiences, being able to reinterpret what we used to demonize or see as no longer serving us. Everything serves a purpose. And the purpose is for us to be able to be integrated and whole. And we can't be whole if we are trying to not be what we are, meaning the ego represents an aspect of self. So self-awareness might be the key into initiating the healing as the healing process is ongoing. But if we are able to reflect, to stop and breathe, to set the intention to see the value in our negative experiences, we will remove ourselves from that cycle. This is why we say often to harmonize your inner conflicts, not so not to rather project them in the outside world. So this step of self-reflection would inspire a question. I'm not sure what it is as I'm watching myself talk. And that is, have you realized you are the problem yet? Have you realized it's you? Have you realized everything you experience in the outpictured world is reflecting you back to you? And in the knowingness that you are the problem, you are also now the solution, bearing witness to thyself and no longer blaming outside conditions or circumstances for your experience here. Taking accountability, dominion over your own experience, and altering the inner realm so the outpictured world can reflect this alteration. So only you know how you can stop and be more reflective. But a very simple and powerful way to do that is to notice patterns. What is an experience that keeps happening in different forms with different people, but the basis of the experience is the same? This is a gift. This is essentially the ego asking to be healed, bringing awareness to those conflicts or grievances, giving us again and again and again and again forever the opportunity to reinterpret so we can reframe it and no longer keep living in that cycle. So in this moment of development, all those brother sister beings who tune into this space, as well as all of us on the world, But not all of us, meaning what? Not everyone came to come to know their self as Christ in this experience. Some of us came to earth to keep perpetuating the old cycle. Why? We are not qualified to speak on this, that's just how it is. As a multidimensional being, you will always be able to perceive or recognize that reality or dimension you have come from. But in the residing 
in the more refined densities, you will no longer demonize it and that is what removes you from that space. But we will always be able to see the atrocities and the brother-sister beings causing harm to self or others. It will always be looking for the opportunity as well to rise to the surface within us. Meaning what? It's just energy. And on earth anything goes. This is why self-reflection is so important to be able to stop, breathe, Take an assessment of your current situation. Set the intention to reinterpret any negative emotion. So to integrate it, become more whole, and then move on to the next experience. To take the lesson and go. So where can you be more self-reflective? Where have you not noticed it's you, meaning you are the problem? And that is a gift, that awareness that we are the problem is a gift because in that space we are now the solution, bearing witness to ourself, understanding that everything out there is a reflection of everything in here. As everything, everyone is you. So take moments to breathe. This message has been coming up often in the transmissions or gatherings to stop and breathe more. To be in the now more. And in the bringing awareness to the heart space and breath, the healing is instantaneous, but that stopping and breathing to be in reflection or observation of self is that which initiates the healing process. But once it's initiated, it is done. It's simultaneously rising to the surface, conflicts, and instantaneously there's the solution, but only if we can realize we are the problem. And we are the solution, which is why there are no problems or conflicts to resolve here, because it's you. It would be different if we didn't know what the problem was. Then there would be a problem to solve. Uh Uh-oh, what's the problem? Let's find it. But once we know that it's us, half the problem is resolved. And now the only thing left is to be the solution. Because you have realized now it's you. Abraham says something like, Everyone likes the idea that you create your own reality until you figure out what a mess you've been creating. (laughs) Everyone loves that idea. I create my own reality until it comes time to be accountable for those things you don't like. Then we conveniently forget we created it. So stay in that knowing. Stay reflective and observing of self that you are the problem, but you are also the solution. Notice the patterns. Notice your triggers. Notice where you need to be right. Notice where you feel threatened. And then take appropriate action without delay. The fourth and final step in healing the ego is cultivating humility, which we spoke on briefly in step one. 
This might sound contradictory to what Archangel Mikael tells us when he says, your humble nature does not serve you. He is not referring to humility from the perspective of separation. He's referring to it as the individual, meaning what? Humility does not serve you when it begins to not allow you to be what you are. When you feel afraid to be bold because you might be concerned about what others might think or feel about you. That's when it don't serve you. When you're acting like you don't know who you are. When you're pretending like you don't know the pains, traumas, and sufferings you've been through to bring you to this moment. That's when it don't serve you. But in the collective experience as we are in the illusion of separation, humility will serve us. Why? Because it will be the counterbalance to ego's tendency towards arrogance or superiority, the need to create division. It will counteract that. How do we do this? We want to recognize that everyone has strengths and weaknesses. As we discuss often, earth is hard for everyone. And although we are perfect and untouched sitting next to God, on earth we don't know that aspect of ourself in totality, which is why we say on earth no one is perfect. No one is perfect on earth, because we are catching up to speed with the knowingness we sit perfect and untouched. But it can be difficult when we are in an individual vessel, which is why we experience the illusion of separation. So in embracing humility, it allows us to let go of the need for many things, but one of them is validation from the outside world. It doesn't mean that we don't want to feel good about the things we have come to know. It just means we will have a more anchored knowing of our truth and we will stop looking for validation out there. And why should we stop looking for validation out there? Because again, we are all trying our best and no one really knows what to do here. So when we embrace humility, it will open up the quantum space for more growth and learning. Because in that space, the ego doesn't need to be right. It is understanding that we're all trying to figure out. In that space, the ego does not feel threatened. Because it knows that we are all trying our best. It doesn't take things personal. So cultivating humility looks different for everyone. I have spoke about some ways I like to do that, and that is by being human. To remind myself, I'm just like everyone on earth. I'm just a brother, and I've had a very difficult time adjusting to this experience, so I am absolutely not better than anyone. I have to really watch my ego, because God made me a double Leo. <laughs> and Leos sometimes come off as very arrogant, very flamboyant, right? Very confident. But as a Leo, rising Leo, I want to let you in on a secret which I have shared before. Leo acts very confident because we're the most insecure. 
We don't like people to see us sweat. We don't like the idea that you know where we are struggling or the idea of our weaknesses. So we put on this facade of being very confident and knowing like or coming off as if we know our stuff. But really that's not the case. It's a safety mechanism. And as your brother, I have set an intention to allow myself to be seen in those vulnerabilities, which is why you have seen me wobble many times and go in and out of alignment. So although I've been feeling pretty good for the past two weeks, I think it's because I've been working out, working in. (laughs) But we know the wobble might come again, and I'm never afraid to let me be seen in those spaces. I've learned sensitivity is a strength, so I will let you see me sweat. I do let you see me cry and give up sometimes and even want to die. I've learned that that's what creates that space of resonance and it reminds not only you as the brother-sister beings who tune into Osiel's teachings, but it reminds me we are the same. We are the same. I am another you. So where in your life can you cultivate humility but not allow it to stop you from knowing who you are? That's the nuance. There's a very fine line where humility serves you and it don't. It does not serve you when you're pretending like you don't know who you are or where you've come from, meaning your prior struggles, your experiences. Brother, sister beings on earth can benefit from that authenticity and it is a reminder that we are the same. No one likes a perfect patty. And the idea of perfect patty is very silly because no one knows what to do here. But people on social media often only present the highlights of their experience so it might trick us into thinking someone's figured it out. Ooh, look at that. Broadcaster. All of their videos are bliss, staying positive. I feel good. I'm happy. That's not the truth. That's an aspect of the truth. That's the evidence of alignment. But on earth, we all go in and out of alignment. So if I ever begin to create the illusion of separation between us wherever or whenever rather, I start to make you feel as if I figured something out that you cannot on your own, please check me. I made a joke on social media on TikTok the other day. I said, please bully me if I begin to get cringy. (laughs) Please slap me out of it. Remind me, you used to want to die one day, Robin. You wobble, Robin. You're you're not a know-it-all, Robin. Remind me that I am you. Please. I, I do try to do that myself, and I want to not refer to my past as a sad story, but as that anchor point that will never let me forget I am just like you. Because Earth has been tough, I'm sure I will have tough days, but together we are figuring out ways to manage those difficult times. So only you know how you can be more humble 
Only you know where humbleness serves you, and it don't. But the basis of this message is to create quantum space for growth and healing. And if you're under the illusion you're separate from another, whether you think you're inferior or superior to them, healing cannot occur there. So check yourself, humble yourself, go scrub your toilet, go do your laundry. And in that space, you'll know we all have to abide by the laws of this experience. No one is special. But we all are special together. So, as Kendrick Lamar says, <laughs> sit down, be, be humble. <laughs> yes. As we come to the end of the episode, I do feel guided to share some final feelings in regards to healing the ego. We want to keep in mind that healing the ego is an ongoing process, so be patient with yourself. This process never ends. There's not a final destination. You're not healed one day and then the work is done, because the ego is a data collector. And as long as you're on Earth and in a body, there will be more data to process, to integrate, to examine or decipher. So be patient. It will take time and slight effort, as we don't want to try too hard. We want to keep it lighthearted and fun. But there is effort required in regards to doing your work. But if it's fun and lighthearted, it don't feel like work. But where would the effort be? In intending to shift ingrained patterns, core beliefs, ideas, and emotions, behaviors, right? But with awareness, compassion, self-reflection, and humility, we are creating that quantum space for healing to occur. In that space, we are nurturing and. Supporting a healthier relationship with our ego, to be the healed ego. So please know, Earth was designed to be a garden where we get to come and utilize the capacity to create. But in the illusion of separation, we have been miscreating. But that's okay. That's okay because we are intending to see the value in our experiences that have brought us to this moment. And if you are finding yourself hearing these words in this moment, that must be the indicator you have reached that point of development where you are ready to be reborn, where you are ready to integrate the ego so you can be whole and complete. Good job, everyone. It was a long road, and I feel like now the fun can begin. That's very contradictory to what we're seeing in the outpictured world. It looks like chaos and destruction, but in my heart, I know it's divine and perfect order. I know God has us. Call upon your guides. 
your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Call upon your I Am Presence. Call upon your healed ego. Give these aspects of self permission to support you in catching up to speed with the knowingness that in any moment we can be reborn. It's instantaneous, but on earth it is slow and dense sometimes. So there are processes that we can implement if we are intending to know the ego as healed. Please know only you know what works for you. And again, this episode was created with the intention to support you in discovering your own processes. You can utilize any aspect of those four steps or not, and you can absolutely build upon them and create a process that you know works for you, as only you are you. I send you all love. And I hope you feel good. Feel God.